Hey, what's up, guys? Quick heads up, if my voice sounds weird on this episode, it's because I've been talking all day. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO of Waybreak. At Waybreak, we help e-commerce brands maximize their email revenue and stop leaving money on the table. And you know what's crazy? We found that once we help a client maximize their email revenue, their business starts to scale. That's because they have more money to reinvest back into the business. And that's because email is the backbone of e-commerce. If you want to scale in 2020, you're going to need email. You're not going to be able to do it out. It doesn't matter if your goal is 10 million or 20 million or 100 million. You're going to need email to scale. It's going to be very hard to do without it. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Email and scale. Um, If you've been, uh, you know, if you're an avid listener of the podcast, you know that this is a bonus episode um, in addition to what we're dropping every week. By the way, did you guys like that Pop Suckers episode or what? I've been getting a ton of great feedback on it. Hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, But as usual, uh, in these bonus episodes today, we're diving back into the topic that we talked about last time in the bonus episode, which is retention marketing and the three pillars of profitable e-commerce growth within retention marketing. Listen, it's so important that you get retention right because here's the deal. With paid ads or whatever your acquisition strategy is, you can grow. But with email and retention, you can scale. That's why it's so important. And that's what I was talking about in the intro. So in 2020, we mentioned this before, but the relationships that you already have are going to become even more important. I was just talking with a client today who they're scaling rapidly and they have big goals to double. They're already an eight-figure business and they have big goals to double again this year. In fact, we have a lot of clients who are eight-figure businesses who are planning to double again again, which is quite insane. We were talking about the numbers that these people are seeing, but they have the confidence in doing it because number one, they do the work and they're not afraid to take things to the next level. And then number two, they have a solid email channel. Like it's not a big surprise that Waybreak is the common denominator, <laughs> right? Um, and today we're going to give you insight in behind the scenes of what we do at Waybreak to make that happen. And you're not going to learn any tactics on this episode, but what you are going to learn are high level strategy. And here's what I mean by high level strategy. I'm not talking fluff. I'm talking like, this is the stuff that is going to scale your business, right? Adding some random funky abandoned cart sequence, like that's fantastic. You might make a few thousand extra dollars, but if you want to scale your business and build a business that lasts and build a business to massive scale, this is what you're going to want to do. And if you want to build a business that lasts, um, this is what you need. So today we're going to be talking about the second pillar of retention marketing. If you don't know what the first pillar is, you should. Uh, but if you don't, go back and listen to the episode we did a couple weeks ago about that. These are also all written up on our website in an in-depth article. Um, actually, it's not even an article. It's a guide at this point. And eventually, it's probably going to be a book. Uh, but you can check that out at waybreak.co slash retention dash marketing. There's going to be a link down in the show notes below. Uh, in addition to that, we are dropping these. Uh, so what I'm talking about today dropped to the email list last week. Uh, so if you want to get ahead of what we're talking about, and you want to get that info before anybody else, make sure you're on the email list. You can sign up on the email list. I'm going to drop a link down in the description uh, or the show notes below and you can pick it up there and you can get on the list so you can get the next one. We'll be sending it out um, next Thursday. So super excited to get that one out. But today we're talking about retention marketing pillar number two, uh, profitable e-commerce growth. This is retention marketing plus brand equals match made in heaven. So this is crazy. So we're going to start out with a little thought experiment for you. So today, a big part of what we're talking about is branding, but listen to this. Here's a quick thought experiment. 
What if I told you that you could reliably increase your average order value and your purchase frequency without spending any more money on marketing your ads? And then what if those customers also went and told everybody about you? Like they just became evangelists for your brand and they actually generated even more business for you while they were just, you know, existing (laughs) with no extra marketing spend. And then on top of it, like if you thought that was good, what if after all of that, they came to you and they said, thank you so much. Listen, this, this is actually is not a thought experiment. It's actually the magic of brand. And so what the heck do I mean by brand? What am I talking about? Well, I get it, right? The word brand comes with a lot of baggage. Like it's become this notorious way that marketing agencies and, you know, all these different random people uh, use it to hide from responsibility from results, right? Oh, I'm going to hide from ROI. So we're going to talk about, oh, I'm a brand marketer. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like brand marketers are really important. It's just, you know, in common practice, um, you know, there's a bad stigma around the word brand right? Because of bad brand marketers who are hiding from results. Uh, But there's a lot of really great ones in e-commerce. Some of them are probably even listening to this podcast. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, you know, the just the good old people who who think, oh, you know, we want to, we want to, we want to build a good brand instead of actually generate revenue. We're talking here that, um, you know, the, the brand that actually makes money. The, the important branding and how to actually do it. That's what we're talking about today. And, and because of this mentality around branding being this thing that's like, oh, how do we do it? You know, we see these big companies like Nike and Kleenex and all these companies. Um, but then we think about doing it ourselves and it becomes very complicated. And we, we struggle with it because number one, it's like building a brand seems like a fluff. We're used to, you know, wanting to drive ads or wanting to drive traffic some other way or actually do marketing um, that oftentimes we might get caught up and we end up not building a strong brand. But as you guys, I'm sure are seeing in 2020, a brand is even more important. And what's even crazier too is like once your brand starts to become known and like actually become a real brand, you start to see just crazy things start to shift. Like not only, um, like basically life to grow just gets a lot easier because you can run, like you think of Nike, they can run any ads at all and they're going to generate sales because everybody already knows like Nike, right? Like their Facebook ads, like don't copy their Facebook ads. Everybody already knows Nike. It's a totally different game. That's what we want to do for you. So uh, a company called Rebrandly um, is on their blog. They talk about the concept of branding and they say it's the images and ideas that consumers think about and connect with when they think about a specific product or service. So in other words, right, like, you know, the com- uh, the company Jordan, right? What do you think of? You think of Michael Jordan and you think of basketball and you think of success and you think of, you know, going hard and being the greatest at something. That's a great brand, right? And the same goes with Apple. Like Apple has a awesome, you know, overall brand, uh, right? Like they're just, their brand is so powerful. Everybody knows it and it's across everything from their packaging to their products, to their stores. It is a brand and it is very powerful brand. Like you think about those people who are like, yeah, like you, you know, everybody buys Apple and you buy one thing and you buy everything else. Like that is the power of a brand. So brand marketing, what the heck is it? Well, that is a set of marketing activities that companies participate in to generate purchases by the feelings that the brand generates. Um, so it's kind of like, 
two separate kind of schools of thinking, but you need them together. So like direct response marketing is you get somebody to, you know, here's the action, here's the result. Whereas brand marketing is kind of this thing that is a little bit more abstract. So if we think of direct response marketing like a machine passing, you know, a person from prospect to customer uh, through a process of steps, then brand marketing is more like gravity. It's slowly pulling people into orbit from all directions. And what happens is that brand marketing often falls short uh, in terms of data and just traceability and trackability, but it more than makes up for it in the ability to spread like wildfire and just efficiently just market your brand and just generate more customers when you do it right. So the bank of brand equity. So one other major benefit of building brand into your marketing are the accumulation effects. So like I kind of talked about before, effective brand marketing has the ability to generate more and more purchase activity over time without even spending more on ads. And in this way, it operates just like a bank. And so the more you put in, the more it grows and compounds over time. And this is what people are trying to sound like. This is what people who are you know trying to sound sophisticated mean when they talk about brand equity, right? The value of having a well-known brand name based on the idea that the owner of the brand uh, of, of a well-known brand name can generate more revenue simply from brand recognition, kind of like I was talking about earlier. In other words, being able to make money without spending money is the holy grail of marketing. And that's what we're all working towards. That's how you build a nine-figure business when people know it and then the ads are just the next thing. But how the heck do you build it and how do you do it? Well, that's when retention marketing comes in because retention marketing and branding are a match made in heaven. And one of the biggest mistakes that we see at Waybreak all the time in e-commerce is when a premium brand sells a high-end product at a premium price great thing to do, nothing nothing wrong with it. But then on the back end, they borderline spam you with emails and follow-up communication that look, sound, and feel very cheap and transactional. And listen, we're not gonna name names, but we all know, like you know exactly, like you bought from these companies. You buy a nice product and then the email sucks, <laughs> right? And not only is this harmful, but it also creates buyer's remorse where none is warranted, right? Like they just bought from you, but then you come with this bad email experience, people are gonna hate you. And that's, that's, that's not profitable, right? So what do we want? We want real relationships with customers. And how do we get those? We build reputation and brand loyalty that keeps them coming back and back again. And done correctly, um, you know, this is super, super powerful stuff. So like we talked about uh, on last week uh, or on previous weeks in this retention series, like it starts to get really interesting when what happens is you get one customer to come and buy again and again and again because the cost per acquisition basically stays the same, right? You have a solid brand and solid product and you can get people to come back. I mean, it's so much cheaper than having to continue to spend money on ads on the front end. And this is what we talk about at Wavebreak as brand elevation. And it's the perfect complementary tool to the objections to the objectives of retention marketing. So what the heck is brand elevation and or what is it made up from um, rather? So so how do you add, um, you know, how do you actually implement branding? And how do you actually build a successful brand? Well, let's assume that you already have, you know, a decent brand built already, but how do you elevate that brand, right? You already have a brand, you already have a product if you don't start there. But if you're listening to this podcast, this is a high level podcast. You probably already have that all set up. So how do we, how do we do this? And this is where the beauty of email comes in. So we're going to talk about right now how to elevate your brand 
with email. And then if you want to see some actual client Wavebreak emails examples, you can check them out at wavebreak.co slash retention dash marketing. Um, it'll be in there and you can see exact examples. And um, the real beauty of email is that it's a short-term and long-term revenue generation solution when you do it right. Because when it comes to building a powerful brand, email is the glue that ties it all together. Because the short term, uh, in the short term, the immediate effects of improved retention are undeniable. You know, we come into clients and we just literally show up and do our proven process and they generate money. And even without that brand element, email can drive a ton more profitable revenue, you know, from your existing customer base. But in the long term, what we see over time as we run email lists for clients for years, I mean, we've been in business since 2016, focused exclusively on email since 2017, right? We've been in this game for a very long time. Um, you know, what we see is that as the brand elevation efforts start to take effect, uh, you can make more and more deposits at the bank of brand equity. And that makes your business more and more profitable over time. So not only are you just spending money on the front end acquiring customers and making money extra off the back from email, you're getting more people to just talk about you and get more people to buy about you. And that's how you build a real company, right? That's what you want. And this is retention marketing 201 stuff. Like we're not talking about basics. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast isn't for people just starting out. If you're listening, that's great. I'm making this podcast for people who are ready to take to the next level, take things to the next level, people who want to grow, people who want to build a massive business. I mean, maybe you don't want to have thousands of employees, but if you want to do better than last year, if you want to grow your business to that eight-figure mark, because really, there's not a big difference. It's all the same stuff. I've talked to hundreds of these people, hundreds of you know e-commerce store owners and CEOs and founders and marketers uh, over the last few years. I mean, over 100 of them on my podcast alone. And there's really no secrets. Everybody does the same stuff. So why not just do it bigger, right? And that's what we're talking about today. How do you do email bigger? How do you do brand email? So how does that fit into the big picture? So the first thing that's super important is that visual consistency. You need it. And even though that email attention spans have been increasing, you still only have a few precious sections of attention, a seconds of attention with each send to, to make that mark, to get that person to open your email and to take action. And that's why when people look at your emails, they should know that it's coming from your brand before they even see the name. Uh, you know, a good example of this is one of our clients. You can check it out on the example, but everything is completely on brand and you strip it away. You strip away the logo. You can tell it's the exact same brand, right? And we carry, that's one thing that we're really good with clients is we can come in and carry that same distinctive brand look and feel like through the copy and through the creative, through the product, the website, uh, all the way down to every email that we do. And this is when we really got to make sure everything is on point. So you want the visual elements, you know, colors, fonts, so on and so forth. You want it to all be uniform and you want to use a consistent email template to really lock this in. Now you don't want to send the same email over and over again, but you want to use the same kind of base template slash style guide to really lock it in. And the same goes for photography. Like any photography associated with the brand, you should be strategic about it. Not just like, Hey, here's an awesome product photo. Uh, what we found is like the best, you know, creative wins. I'm sure you found this on the advertising end too, but it's the same goes for email. And a big difference that we're seeing with clients is like the clients with the best creative aren't just winning more on email, they're winning more overall. That's going to be another spot where in 2020, you should invest a lot more into creative. Second, consistency of voice. You know, imagery is great. The way things look is great. Design is very important. 
but also the better you know your audience and can speak in your brand voice that matches their language, the more you're going to build trust over time, the more people that you're going to convert. Like you want to make sure that if your branding's gone, like your colors and all that side of branding, you want to make sure that they can read your copy and know who it is. Good example of this is Chubby's. I mean, we've all seen their emails. They're freaking hilarious, right? And you know you've got brand voice right when you have this imaginary mascot for your brand and it has, you know, defined character traits just like a real person and then you can write as you write that person. And then the other thing you want to do is make sure that you have strong and clear call to actions. And it's just the same rules for good communication. Like don't beat around the bush. Tell people what to do and they'll do it. One of my favorite principles of all time is telling is selling. Listen, people... People don't just make up opinions about things. Like, what do people think about Apple? They think, oh, it's amazing. It's minimalistic. It is like, uh, you know, top of the line, best in class, right? Well, what does, how does Apple describe their stuff, right? They say that. You watch any Apple ad, they're like, with to- our top of the line products, with our best in class, blah, blah, blah. We have the best stores in the world. Like, you literally have to tell people this. Otherwise, they're not going to know. Like, think about designer brands. What do they tell people? They say, we're an exclusive brand. We create premium products for a select few people, right? They're not like, oh, like, we're blah, blah, blah. Like, no, they just, they say it. Like, people will believe what you tell them. Uh, And you have to say, you need to communicate that message thoroughly and completely across all platforms and everywhere, especially across email. So, you know, your welcome series email, your band cart emails, your browser vendor emails, you want to make sure this is all synced up. I see brands doing millions and millions of dollars using the default Klaviyo templates. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) Build a brand. These are really important uh, points of contact that are super crucial in solidifying your brand image. Every interaction is building, it's either working for you or against you. And then the third section of this brand elevation piece is you want to segment, personalize, and speak like a human. And so you want your brand voice to be good and you want it to be professional and you probably want it to be premium, but you also want to make sure it's diversified and uh, to the context that it is. So for different customer segments and audiences and different occasions, that's because hammering the same message over and over again is great. And we want to do that. We want to really nail your brand and like communicate that message. But at the same time, we don't want to say the same message over and over again because guess what happens? People are going to tune out. Um, so how do you fix that? Just speak and act like a human. You're not a company. You have these beliefs. You have these values. You have this brand. But at the end of the day, people are reading your emails. And people buy from people. So you want to make it as easy as possible for them to do that. Even if you're in a super serious industry, um, you know, selling a product, like you still want to speak like a human, right? Like so many times it's like we get in this this mindset where it's like we have to talk like, I don't know, we have to write copy like we're crazy or, or not like we're crazy, but like, I don't know, like we're a robot. That's not true at all. You want to speak like a human, you'll see conversions go up like crazy. And as we wrap this up, you know, at the end of the day, email is a retention marketing tool aimed at staying top of mind. And what that means is that you want to keep your audience engaged and not just sell, sell, sell. You want to stay top of mind so that when that time comes for them to buy, they'll think of you, talk about you, and buy from you again and again. And that brings us to pillar number three the third pillar so that completes pillar number two uh that's all for this episode i hope you guys enjoyed it if you want to see some client email examples of all this in practice 
click that link down in the show notes, wavebreak.co slash retention dash marketing. And stay tuned for the very next part of the series. We're going to be diving into the final and third pillar of this retention marketing series. That is retention and the seasonality solution. What do you do when you have a ton of sales? What do you do when you're not having a ton of sales? How do you battle seasonality, the ups and the downs, and how do you use retention to your best advantage? That is what we're going to be talking about in the next pillar of this retention marketing series that we're doing. Uh, if you want to get it and see it before uh, we talk about it on the podcast, go to waybreak.co slash retention dash marketing. Scroll down to the bottom of the third pillar. There's a spot for you to enter your email and you can sign up right there. Now listen, everything we covered uh, just comes full circle to what I mentioned up top. The opportunity here is getting more out of what you've already got. Just like I was talking about in the beginning of the show, uh, email is this, it's just, it's a profit center and it's the lifeblood of any successful e-commerce business. If you are not maximizing your email revenue, not only are you leaving that money on the table, but you're leaving money on the table in terms of massive scale. Think about how many emails are getting sent out and touching people and they might be communicating the wrong brand message out of us. Listen, it's not unusual for us to generate 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 a month in additional revenue for our clients. If you want to work with us and learn more about how we could work, listen, we're very selective about who we work with. Uh, but the clients we do work with, we see insane results. It's quite crazy. One of the hardest parts of my job is convincing people that the numbers are real because it's email and it's 2020. And I'll show you the numbers. I'll show you exactly what we're doing with clients. If you want to hop on a call, I mean, my calendar typically fills up about a week in advance. Um, so you want to head over there to waybreak.co slash call. Link down in the show notes. You're going to want to hop on there and uh, book a time ASAP because I do book out really far now just because of the results we've been getting for clients. Uh, good problem to have. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, book ASAP so that we can talk. I'm looking forward to it. I love talking email with you guys. At the very least, you're going to come away with the strategy to retain even more customers and make even more profit from your existing email list. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys. I hope you had a fantastic time listening to this episode and got a lot of great advice that you're going to implement into your business. Build that brand, scale that business. You got this. I'll see you guys on Monday with an unusual episode of the Waybreak Podcast. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got something valuable out of it. Subscribe to get notified when new episodes drop. And if you want to work with me, head over to wavebreak.co to learn more. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.